forgot how long that song was. Oh, it's long, <laughs> baby. A lot of just instrumental parts. <laughs> They're like, dude, what if we did another solo? And then we end it? No. Then just another the chorus. going. Then we bring back in the chorus, dude. A little by little. Little. You've heard of a fade out. I'm thinking fade in. (laughs) (laughs) Then we make the song louder, like the Joe Rogan experience. Randomly. In the middle of the song. Just gets way too loud. You got to (laughs) turn it down. You're like, wow. Not only can I not believe this song is still going, but it's getting louder. Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And that was our little sound drop we do now. Uh, mm-hmm. It is August 28th, Sunday. A nice Sunday cast. Feels nice good. Sunday. Just a relaxing right before the start of a new work week. Mm-hmm. Just getting one in under the radar. Nothing like it. It's a good way to avoid the Sunday scaries that I find. Oh, I'm turning off the air conditioning. Mm. The Sunday scaries. All right, now the Sunday scaries are back. I immediately <laughs> am scared again. I'm terrified. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I just I, I told you before the cast, I just got stung by a bee. Yeah. Just trying to take a piss. Just trying to take a pee. I was the one trying. I don't think he was trying to take a piss. That might have been the issue. Yeah, you might have walked in on that bee taking a piss. He's like, what the fuck? And I got to tell you, dude, I uh, one of my favorite bits uh, from our friend Dark Mark was when he started talking about, remember we used to have bees? Yeah. <laughs> I love that bit because it's so true. I feel yeah. like what happened to bees, you know? Yeah, you used to see a lot more of them. And uh, it's just a shame that this is how they ingratiate. I mean, look, I know that there's like wasps and then there's like, you know, hornets and stuff. Mm -hmm. This was a true bumblebee. Really? Because... One sting and it's dead. People always used to say like, oh yeah, like when you get stung, like you even offered me a credit card. Mm -hmm. Um, Mine got declined, so I couldn't use it. But you offered me a credit card to take the stinger out. And I was like, dude... I've always heard that having a stinger stuck in you after you get stung is a thing, mm-hmm. but I never have experienced it personally. And I've been really? stung. Every person's been so stung. So how do you have the stinger still? Dude, this is the first time that it's ever happened. That, that I've stuck. That I've had a stinger in my... I, I looked down. First so of all... So then you pinched it. You squeezed the rest of the venom into your leg and pulled it out? I did. Okay. I think that's what happened because uh, it started to hurt a lot more. <laughs> 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 Which is the opposite of what you said when you came in. You're like, I don't even feel it. Well, <laughs> all right. I was I was uh, walking on air when I came back in because I was like, I got stung. And like, I, I at first I was just like, what the fuck was that? Because, I, I, you know. Yeah, with, you're like, oh, was that a thorn or something? With all or? the plants, the, the forest life that we have growing around the studio, yeah. like, I just thought it was like a sticker. I'm, first of all, I'm used to that amount of pain anytime I walk around the side of the garage, yeah. basically. If it's not that, it's a thorn bush or almost coming into contact with a fucking tarantula of some sort like a or like soul or whatever the fuck. Anything yeah. like that. So, like, this was median level of pain for me. I didn't even, mm-hmm. I honestly didn't even react. Yeah. I walked through the things. I went to, I, I, I got, as soon as I walked through the initial plantation, mm-hmm. I felt like a fucking ink in my leg and I was just like, the fuck and then i just kept on unzipping my pants <laughs> <laughs> and then i look and then as i was like pulling out my now underwearless dick that i took off my underwear before the podcast that's probably what caused this i feel mm. like my underwear was like where it would have been to stop the the attack 
Interesting. That was God saying, dude, why aren't you wearing your fucking... <laughs> Jimmy, put your underwear back on. <laughs> Tie-dye Calvin Klein. Signed God, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? So, that's what I get for going commando. Mm. And so I'm about to pee, and I see this bee just flying around frantically, just... <clears throat> because... It's true what they say, dude. It rips out like they're like entrails. Yeah. So uh, not only because I saw you playing with the stinger for a second, and I saw like a thread. Like, it was dangling like gross and sticky, Ugh. you know. And it's like, what the like? Why? This made me question evolution. Now, obviously, I've learned that uh, I've evolved to be a fucking man and don't even react to bee stings anymore. Mm-hmm. I, you know, in in worse days, I might have even cried when I was six. Oh, yeah. I might have cried. I'd have been like, no. But I think when you're a kid and you cry about stuff, it's like more of a surprise thing. You're like, I'm shocked. Yeah, you're just like overwhelmed because you've never experienced that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in this situation, I was just like, whoa. And I like looked at my leg and it was like. In this situation, you're like, I've been hurt worse than this before. And I just kind of expect this level of pain. I've had like two ex-girlfriends, dude. I'm not going to cry about this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Come on, B. Come on, Bumblebee. You're going to have to try harder than that. But yeah, dude, I even for a moment, I thought about just like leaving it on my leg and like walking in and be like, yo, look at this shit. And the only, reason I, the only reason I took it out was because whenever I let go of my pants leg to go back to peeing, my pants leg would like brush down on it and then it would hurt Ooh, yeah, more. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't leave this stinger in. I was looking at the way like in a war movie, like when you get shot by an arrow mm-hmm. and they're like, leave it in so it, you don't bleed out. Yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe I should just leave this stinger in so I don't bleed out, like, of my femoral artery. But then I was like, wait, it's probably slowly pumping more venom into my body as mm-hmm. we speak. So then I was like, all right, let me get it out. And now I have the stinger. Nice. Look at this. Look at this little bitch-ass thing, dude. This is smaller than a thorn. Yeah, way smaller. This is nothing. I guess I haven't been stung in a while, so I don't even know what a bee stinger looks like. Dude, I can tell you, as somebody who's just experienced it, mm-hmm. bees have fallen off. It's, they're not what they used to be, dude. <laughs> they're not what they used to be. Anytime I'm playing uh, like music or like just outside, like I, I'll be willing to say this. The amount of fear that we experience around bees, like when you're just outside yeah. and there's a bee flying around, not warranted. Oh, no. It literally feels I'll like somebody... just kind of like wave them away. You yeah. Know? Like the amount of fear. like A I'm wasp, remember... though, not so much. A we, wasp or a hornet, because they're just angry. They can sting repeatedly. Repeatedly, mm-hmm. it takes like about anywhere from like twenty to fifty stings before they die. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think they die of exhaustion. Yeah, that point, it's like, all right, dude, like it's like uh, I'm literally yeah, tired. Dehydrated. They die from dehydration from stinging. I can so keep much. doing this. <laughs> just I honestly water just break, don't bro. feel like it. Like I feel like I've made my point. I, a wasp, have made my point. But, like, you got to wonder, like, what is the purpose of the the dying after the sting? Like, why yeah, it's just is, like one and done. Why is that evolved? Like, bees are some of the oldest creatures on the planet. I think the only thing older than bees are, like, ants, maybe. And there's even a case to be made that actually ants are newer than bees, which I think might actually be the case because I'm pretty sure that's why ants sometimes in like there's certain ants that have wings sometimes Mm -hmm. they're very closely related they actually if you think about it they actually are very similar in their lifestyle you know ants have the hill they both have queens they're extremely close relatives and i'm but i'm pretty sure actually now i'm thinking about it bees are older than ants 
you know? Yeah, so I mean, bees have had to be around for a while just for agriculture reasons. Yeah. So, like, they're, they're, they've been... Yeah, in here. we don't really need ants as much. Like bees, really. nobody's ever like, do? nobody's ever like, dude, we're killing the ant population. There's not gonna be more ants to eat bread that gets dropped yeah, on the randomly ground. Randomly end up in your house in the summer. Yeah, just like one or two. Yeah, it's like, why are you here, bro? Like, how'd people, you get in? <laughs> ants, Who let you in? Ants really do get not a lot of respect in terms of like bees. Like people are scared of bees. We fear bees. Mm-hmm. But we also want them around. They're the only animal that we're like, we're terrified of bees. If I see a bee, I'm scared. But if I don't see a bee, I'm also scared. I'm scared regardless. Bees are the ultimate can't live with them, can't live without them bug. Ants are like, I mean, they we talk them up in terms of strength, I guess. Yeah. We're like, dude, ants, we know ants are strong. You know? But like, what does that matter? They're so small. Yeah, I guess it's a proportionality thing. I mean, look, there's a reason why Spider-Man is an awesome legendary superhero and Ant-Man is a joke. Yeah. Nobody wants to get bitten by a radioactive ant and then suddenly live in a fucking... small. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can become really small and live in a hill with like 7 million other mindless drones fucking your mom to make more babies. That's not (laughs) an ideal bug's life. (laughs) I'll take Spider-Man any day, dude. B-Man? <laughs> B-Man. B-Man. Which leads me to my next point. Be Real. The app that is taking over the nation. But unfortunately not me. Yeah. Can't get into it, dude. I'm having a hard time getting into it, too. It's annoying. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, I mean, I understand why it kind of like blocks you from using it until you make a post. Mm-hmm. I get that's the whole point of the app is to post whenever it tells you to so people aren't like seeing a highly curated version of your life. Mm-hmm. But okay. also mm-hmm. like I'm not trying to just like I'm taking a shit right now. Be real. You really want me to post this? You want me to be real right now, dude? You really want me to be real? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I haven't I haven't done it in, in like four days. I actually turned off notifications on my phone. I was like, you know what? Be real. When I'm doing something... That I think is worth posting, I'll do it. And then I was yeah, like, but for "Oh, now, be real, be quiet, <laughs> be quiet, <laughs> be quiet, dude." It's like I don't know. I was thinking, I was like, "Am I just old? Like, do I not?" I there's there's look. I kind what you said. I never thought about it that way. But if their primary objective was to be like, "Dude, we're the social media app that like doesn't want you to like curate the best side of yourself. We want people to like." Be real. Like, I don't just want to see you on your, like, Bali vacation. I want to see you when you're taking a shit, bro. I want people to know. They're like, oh, my God, this super cool guy also shits. Oh, my God, he's, what is he doing? He's watching Netflix and playing chess? That's fucking real, dude. And it's like, no, dude. I spent my entire life trying to make people think I don't do that stuff, bro. And now you're killing me. You're killing me. It's just I I don't know. It, it look I look honestly I was the same way about every other social media platform. I was the same way about Facebook. I mean, I'm going back. Yeah. I was on MySpace and I liked MySpace. Yeah, MySpace was cool. And there was no I saw no reason to change that. You know, I was like, all right, like I like MySpace and then I saw Facebook and at the time it's still Facebook is like it's weird like when you see screenshots of like what Facebook looked like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. because it like gradually changes. Like there's been like 20 updates or like, let's say 10 updates since like it came out. 
like how different it looked back then that like if you were to see it it would immediately like ring a bell be like yo this is what it looked like at the time it literally looked like linkedin yeah like it looked like what linkedin looks like now and it's like why i'm fifth i'm in 10th grade why do i want to do this (laughs) you know like dude i got fucking you and i collide by howie day is my profile song which i'm gonna regret i have my fucking project playlist playlist which i've curated like all my favorite songs and then it just like automatic. I figured out how to make it all how to make the playlist automatically play. When people come to my page, it's like this rocks. Can I yeah. do that on Facebook? No, I cannot. <laughs> no, I cannot. All I can do is like type in about me that nobody cares about. So like I resisted that. And then, but you know, just like anything else, once everybody started moving in that direction, then you're the last guy in MySpace, like, yo, am I gonna write on my my wall? And they're like, dude, that's not even MySpace thing. Yeah, you got to write on our wall on Facebook. You're not even in my top eight, right? <laughs> I so, know. I <laughs> think I'm going to write on your wall. <laughs> yeah. So then I went to Facebook and I liked Facebook. Um, and then Instagram took me a long time, too. In fact, the only reason I would say I'm even on Instagram is because of the podcast. Yeah. You know, and just to like promote shit. Well, yeah. But I mean, dude, it's kind of crazy to think about. I didn't even get a, my own personal Instagram until 2019. Like literally yeah. three years ago. Well, you had one back in the day. Back in the day. And it was like one picture of mm-hmm. like Irish car bombs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. So I had that. That is true. I'm talking about like a presence. Like, obviously, the only reason I'm on Be Real right now is because I wanted to lock down at Jimmy, Jimmy Selesky. Yeah. Because I, if there's one thing in life, I might have failed on all of my other goals so far. But there's one goal that I'm going to fucking stick to. It's that I will have at Jimmy Selesky on every possible social media platform. And uh, none of them will have a lot of followers. But I will have that. Yeah. Lock it down. I will have that at. Um, But yeah, it was the same thing. Like Instagram, I posted like three pictures. And I was like, what am I? Like, why? Why? You know, I, I, I never like, you know, I get it for people that like take pictures of themselves. Like girls like doing that. Like my girlfriend takes pictures all the time. Here, there, doing this, doing that. I post like one picture every eight months and it's something that somebody else took. <laughs> like, and I'll be like, all right, there's my one good picture a year. Throw it up there. Other than that, I post my fucking schedule. Yeah. You know? But uh still, like the only reason I got it was because this uh I like got back on it was because uh this woman who like manages a lot of like music people in Baltimore was like putting me on the news. And uh, she was like, don't you have like an Instagram? And I was like, uh, now I do. I have one for the podcast. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, but it's for like the band. And I was like, oh, all right, fine. So I did that. And then a year later, I was pushed into getting one for the band too. But it's the same thing every time. And be real, it's like, I kind of, part of me likes the idea that they're trying to promote like a more genuine presentation of people mm-hmm. because maybe their true mission statement is we think that people seeing other people's like curated lives on Instagram leads to like depression and shit like that and kids who think that they're not good enough or whatever. And that may be true. But also there's a weirdness factor to it where it's like kind of the same idea I had when like I was banned from like Twitter where like I didn't like that on Twitter they were like, actually, now that I'm saying this out loud, it's kind of contradictory, but I didn't like how on Twitter they'd be like, oh, you can't tweet, you can't like, you can't retweet, but you can still browse. 
It was kind of like a fuck you. It was kind of like you had to like sit there on the sidelines and just see people tweeting and you're just like, and it was like, you know what? Just kick me off then. So actually I started this thought process thinking that this is going to be a point in the negative for Be Real. Now I'm kind of like, uh, this is a point in the positive. I kind of like the idea that it's like, look, if you're not going to participate, then like you don't have to, but you can't like, you can't be a lurker. You can't lurk on Be Real. Mm-mm. And we, I feel like you and I, we're lurkers. I think most yeah, people are big lurkers. lurker. You know, I'm not a con, I, I, I lurk. And like, as a lurker, this app does nothing for me. Does nothing for me. Yeah, you're not allowed to lurk. <laughs> you gotta post yourself being creepy lurking through it. I know. It's like be you gotta real. Be real. <laughs> you gotta it's like, post a shirtless mirror selfie pic, yeah. but then also the selfie <laughs> that it also takes. Yeah. Like, dude, just I'm be like, I'm, I'm, I just did this so I could see you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm be real right now. I'm not wearing pants and I kind of just want to go on be real. So here's a picture <laughs> of me being very real, taking a picture of me wanting to get on be real. <laughs> Let me in. Let me in, dude. Yeah, dude. It's an annoying app, but people like it. And, you know, I, it's been a long time since an app has come up that's gotten this much hype. Mm-hmm. Um, Clubhouse had some buzz. Yeah. But I don't it was think also it's the like, same thing. It wasn't really, yeah, the same thing. Clubhouse, the only reason, like, that was cool for a minute was when, like, it was in the middle of the pandemic and, like famous people weren't doing anything so they're just like yeah i'll go on clubhouse Mm -hmm. so then you could like listen to like you know fucking three six mafia talk to 21 savage and then them both be like yo i fuck with your shit like yo but you made me into the you know making music like this so i fuck with your shit and Mm -hmm. then it's like okay that's cool to listen we're sitting there listening we're like thank you for both of your shit yeah But, like, you know, that only is cool for so long. They can't just, like, talk about that same shit forever. And then also, they're going to get off the app. And then what are you going to do? You're yeah. going to go talk to people on Clubhouse? No. I'm a lurker. I'm a lurker. It's Nobody's like, talking about anything cool? We want me to talk about something cool? No. Nah, I'm lurking. Um, Yeah, Clubhouse. Oh, yeah, I would say Clubhouse is more like, um, like, I guess you could consider it social media, but it was more so in the vein of, like, a competitor to... Maybe like, maybe like Twitch or YouTube or something where it's like it's a media platform. I feel like yeah. Whereas things like like maybe a competitor to TikTok even maybe. I mean, is TikTok a social media or is that a entertainment entertainment app. site? Yeah, I would be willing to say that TikTok because like YouTube isn't social media, but there's still a comment section. There's still whatever. Hmm. It's the same shit as TikTok. I've actually never thought of this before, but this is actually kind of a weird thought. Is that I have always kind of considered like TikTok in the same vein as Instagram, but in reality, it's not. Mm-mm. Like TikTok is more like a TikTok YouTube. is just like the you know second gen uh, Vine. Mm-hmm. Because Vine wasn't Instagram either. And I think the reason why it kind of failed was because people, I think they're trying to put it in the same thing as Instagram once Instagram started doing reels and stories and mm-hmm. shit. And then Snapchat kind of like divided that sector up too. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm honestly impressed with how um, TikTok has managed to hold its own because. Like, if you look at the way Vine got eaten up by it, 
Like when you look at like Instagram. Well, they've had all these other failures to look back on and figure out how to make like a successful business model. Like the reason Vine went bad was like you got to imagine like Twitter was like eating such a cost of like hosting all those videos, hosting all that content, making it accessible for like millions of people to watch every day Mm -hmm. um, with no ads on Vine at all. Like, you know, people do sponsored ads on their pages and make videos for, like, brands and shit. But, like, Vine didn't... Like, the way you scroll through, like, Instagram Reels or TikTok now, there'll be, like, ads placed in. And you're used to it. But, like, back then, Vine wanted to start making money. And people were like, no. You can't do that. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, well, I guess we're shutting down Vine because we're going broke. (laughs) (laughs) So... Does tick because do you browse TikTok? No, not really. Not at all. I'm I'm big Instagram Reels if I'm in the mood for something like that. And for the most part, I feel like people just like repost TikTok videos on Instagram Reels. Yeah, I I I mean I see. I wouldn't say like it's weird for me to be like to say like oh yeah I also am big into Instagram Reels because I'm just more into just like looking through the feed and I've noticed that the feed is like 90% reels now. Mm-hmm. Like it's all videos. Like Instagram is so very clearly taking this pathway towards trying to compete with TikTok. Yeah. The difference is, is that I think there's this weird kind of cultural compartmentalization that goes on, kind of like what happened to Snapchat, which is like Snapchat is still its own thing because it, it does fill a different gap than Instagram does. Yeah. Like even though there are crossover things, like you can have the Snapchat story, which came before the Instagram story, mm-hmm. which sounds, I mean, it, at this point, when I think of a story, I think of Instagram story. But like Snapchat, Snapchat was the first place to do that, as far as I know. And um, then Instagram grabbed that. And you would think that just like when Instagram incorporated video, how that kind of led to the demise of Vine, because I would say that that's probably more so the thing i mean maybe like a combination of the things like anytime a product comes out is offering free i mean think about youtube i mean youtube used to be free yeah and i mean but like now like dude i it's like ptsd when i accidentally sign into youtube on the lfts account that i don't have premium and i'm like what is going on two ads (laughs) two thirty like it's like at this point it's like watching cable television like youtube i'm surprised that like um, first of all, they don't offer like an Instagram premium, but I guess it wouldn't be as necessary because like, it's just like annoying, like pop-ups in the stories. It's just like click, click. And they let you skip it. Yeah, That's the other skip thing. skip it immediately. Um, I don't even know how TikTok does their advertising. I don't even know if they do. Are there ads on TikTok? Does anyone yeah, know? I think there's like ad posts that pop into your feed like it does on Instagram. Idea. Be real premium mm. where you're allowed to lurk. For a small price per month. Mm. I would do that. Really? I think that, honestly, no. Like, yeah. I mean, like a small price. Like $4 a month. Jeez. For just $4 a month, you're allowed to be present on the app, comment on people's shit, but you don't have to be constantly posting shit. Now, that would also ruin the entire point of the app. Yeah, for but sure. It would make them money. It would make Dude, them money. But also, like... Yeah, I don't know. Because right now it's like it's like you're not... I feel like there's like a party going on that I'm not in. 
that I could go in. Yeah, you just got to be real to get in. <laughs> I know. But it's like it's like there's this weird kind of almost social this I this is what I was getting at why I'm not completely on board with just this whole idea of like oh like it's cool like there okay, I think that perhaps the pretext is like we were talking about before like we just want to show people in their regular life and we think that that will solve a lot of the issues of like mainstream social media where everybody is like living their best life quote unquote but i think the real idea behind it is probably some people were sitting in a room going like yo let's make an app that literally you have to be active in order to see what's going on like let's make an app that literally like nags you mm-hmm. every night at a different time and it's like hey um hello what are you doing wyd and it's like it's almost like drawing people more in to being completely immersed in social media where it's like dude it's like, like f- it's making you form a habit with their app yeah and <laughs> it's like, kind of crazy it's like dude first of all most people are already spending an exorbitant amount of time every day uh on their phones scroll doom scrolling through social media feeds and it's like so now in like the small percentage of my waking life when i happen to not be on my phone i get a fucking buzz that goes hey dude couldn't help but notice that um you're not on our app right now it'd be really nice if you stopped living your regular life and took an unflattering picture of yourself (laughs) (laughs) just so you could see other people's unflattering pictures of themselves what like what do you think the end goal of be real is just to have a bunch of like blackmail on people (laughs) just Um, to like have a bunch of pictures of people at their ugliest to be um yeah you don't want to post a be real today? What if we post this on our verified Instagram page? <laughs> you looking down at your phone with a little double chin eating a big bowl of cereal. <laughs> that could be it. Also, this could be... I'm interested to know where this app came from. Um, Not to get crazy off in left field here, but it seems like this is just another step in the process of like... Like, I've always said that like, you know, with the way culture is moving, that like... If you're a young kid growing up, um, like I even now I, I hear about parents that are like, oh yeah, like I don't want my kid to like be on social media or anything. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but like I get that, but at the same time, it's like if your entire social sphere, like everyone your age is on social media, then you're kind of like basically that's the modern equivalent of like the kids that we grew up with whose parents were like, Oh yeah, we don't have a TV in the house. It's like, okay, but you're kind of like making them into the weirdo now. Yeah. Not saying sure. that every kid that grew up without a TV is a weirdo. Not saying that every kid who grew up with a TV wasn't a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Not saying either one of those things. You can make your own There's judgment a happy on that. medium. But it's like, it was a notable thing when like kids you talking to them and like talking about Pokemon and they're like, what's Pokemon? And it's like, okay, well, like, why are you sitting with us at lunch? Yeah. You don't know what Pokemon is? <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? Fucking the recession? Like, we're, ta- we're yeah. kids. We're talking about shit that's going on. Yeah, Who's who do you like more, Al Gore or George W. Bush? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go sit at that lunch table and see how much fucking fun you have in fifth grade. Like, no, dude. So, like, it's almost like this weird thing where it's like, you kind of have to, against your will, allow your kids to have, like, a social media presence. 
And then social media comes along and it's like, all right, but also now we're going to make your kids have to post. Like mm. now your kid's going to be sitting at the dinner table talking about his day at school and then he's going to get a notification on his phone. And if he doesn't post a picture of him eating fucking a bowl of cereal at the, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Bowl of cereal at dinner, <laughs> being real, then he's not allowed to have fun with his friends. So then you're sitting there eating dinner and you see the kid pick up the phone and you're like, hey, Bill, Billy, Billy. <laughs> hey, I think Bill. that's your name? <laughs> I think that's your name. You're my kid, right? <laughs> Be real. What's your name? Billy, Johnny. <laughs> Hey, put your phone away. And he's like, Dad, but I gotta I gotta be real. I gotta post. It's like, no, you don't. And he's like, well, if I don't post, then I'm not gonna be allowed to like talk to my friends this whole night. This whole night until I post. And I'll be like, damn, like now I have to decide post later then. Yeah, I mean, but like, does it back up? Like, do I have to post I've missed like five days. Do I have to post five be real? No. Okay. You just have to post one like basically. Like you said, like a random time every day, it asks you to be real. And once you go into the app, like to be able to look at your feed, you have to be real and post a picture. Not ideal, but that's what it takes to be real. Yeah, I only, yeah, that's what it takes <laughs> to be real. I only even considered doing it because I thought, like, uh, you know, maybe there was some way to, like, you well, know, I mean, it's the same thing that you're just talking about. Of like, oh, everyone else I know is getting on it. I don't want to feel left out. I'll get on it. Yeah, and I'm fucking thirty. Yeah, and that's how I think. Imagine <laughs> if I was thirteen, <laughs> and I can't even drink yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's abysmal, dude. It is abysmal. So yeah, yeah follow me on Be Real at Jimmy Seleski. Uh, what are you on Be Real at Eric? At Eric Glazer. I sniped it. You sniped it. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. You just you mentioned something right there, kind of nonchalantly, but you what? said you're 30 now. Yes, I am. Just had a big birthday. I did. Mm -hmm. So I hear. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, great evening. I think I was one and a half notches more drunk than I would have liked to be. Mm -hmm. I was very, like, very wasted. And, like... For me, that's saying a lot because I do unfortunately drink like a lot. And for me to get like that drunk means I drank a lot, yeah. you know, and like I was doing the math and it's like, you know, whatever, it's your 30th birthday. Exactly. Like, if there's ever a night to get like un unreasonably drunk, that's the night. Um, but like, like I was doing the math. Lucas comes over with a 30 of beer. Um, I have that big frosted mug, which takes two cans per mug. And so I think I had two of those before anybody even showed up. And then yeah. also Liv got me a, a nice bottle of tequila, Classy Azul. So I had a shot of that. So I'm four beers and a shot. And then people show up. Yeah. And then we do the power hour. And so that's like seven or eight more beers right there. And then and I think I'm making bombs. Yeah, bombs. I had at least two bombs. Uh, I mean, what's the count there right now? We got seven plus two shots, basically. Yeah. Three, yeah, plus the class A Azul, that's 10, plus the four beers. That's 14 drinks mm -hmm. that I can say for sure I had. Yeah. That's not even including the Then beers. you guys went out. And then we went out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went out. <laughs> so I'm 14 to 15 drinks in, 
And then like we're at the pregame. Yeah, we're sitting there talking <laughs> about like the fucking moon landing at some point. And like Marissa's just like, "Are we gonna go out?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I guess it'd be yes. weird if we didn't at this point." So we go and like I remember, I remember you dipped right before we walked to the rec room, right? Yeah, I walked with you guys to rec, and then I like looked in through the back, and I was like, "I'm good." <laughs> I'm going to head out of here. Mm-hmm. That was also the same day. We'll talk about it afterwards, but uh, I had a big, I had a long day that day too. Okay. 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 So understandable. Mm-hmm. Walk into rec room through the back, uh, find our girl, Emily at the bar. She makes us some birthday bombs. I remember taking those and then we immediately left rec and went to backyard. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I remember the only thing I remember about backyard was at one point, uh, on the top floor, I ran into a kid who grew up across the street from me. Mm. And like, I remember talking to him. Apparently, we were there for like 30 minutes to an hour. And I only remember like that one moment. And then I remember we left to go to CNR. And as soon as I got to CNR, I realized I didn't have my phone. Damn. I was like, oh, great. Apparently, that's the second time that night I lost my phone. And I also left my card somewhere two times. Damn. But like, people kept finding them, like Perfect. getting them back to me. So I was like, great. Hell so yeah. I, I go back to the bar. I like walk back across the street, go upstairs, get my phone, and order another beer. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not wasting up. Yeah. Give me my phone back that I've lost for the second time. And uh, give, me another, <laughs> give me another beer because I think I left my card here. Close me out. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm walking downstairs, and Liv tells me that like uh, I was like trying to leave the bar with my beer. Because mm. I, I was like, dude, let's leave out the back. Nobody's going to know. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a whole ass bouncer at the back door. <laughs> and I was just like completely ignoring him. I don't even know if I knew he was there or if I was just like yeah. maybe if, like T-Rex style. If I don't acknowledge him, he won't acknowledge me. Yeah. So I just like walk and he's like, yo, yo, you can't leave with that. And I'm just like not paying attention. Uh-huh. And then at, at one point, he just puts his leg out in front of the door. And he's oh, like, yo, shit. you can't leave with that. And apparently, I just walked right through his fucking <laughs> leg. <laughs> damn dude Dude, and the human version of you (laughs) driving under the fucking toll fucking thing (laughs) literally (laughs) so he like grabbed me by the seat of my pants like pulled me back just grabbed the beer out of my hand and pushed me out and i was just like what the fuck dude That was what I didn't like hearing. That was my least favorite recount because I was like, damn, dude, if he was more of a dick, what if he just like clocked me in the back of the head or something like that? Like, I wouldn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, I don't like being at a point where I'm like that, like blacking out. You like wake up injured and don't know how it happened. Oh, totally. Totally. You're like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. So, I mean, and then we went back and like, I think like those guys from my neighborhood came back and Dom and Kayla were there. So we were up until like five in the morning Jesus. and like surprisingly not hung over the next day. Yeah, did you, know? you throw up at all? No. See, here's a problem with my past 10 days of existence is we went out on John's birthday right mm-hmm. after the last podcast. Yeah. Um, well, and then also the weekend before it was Dan's birthday party too. Yes, but I wasn't there the whole time. Yeah. So you had to like, leave to go play yeah. downtown i had some drinks and then i went to uh the horse where i like drank a normal amount like that wasn't like a big drinking night for mm-hmm. me but john's birthday john had work the next day so he and everybody that was at that party left like like 45 minutes after i got there mm-hmm. except for me and joe joe and i proceeded to drink until last call at the banditos patio bar like arguing over politics for like three straight hours Jesus, just like doing bonds <laughs> 
Like at one point, Joe like fell in the middle of Joppa Road. And, oh like, my god! I was like, Jesus. We like walked into real thing and like they had like the bathrooms blocked off. I was like, this is bullshit. So I like walked back there, like walked out to the back thing and pissed in the driveway. And they were like, did you piss in the fucking store? And I was like, no, I pissed outside. And they were like, get out of here. I was like, well, can we get our cheese sticks? They're like, all right. <laughs> Just like being like ridiculous. And that next morning I did throw up. Mm. And that was when I was like, that's luckily I was still 29 at that point. Exactly. So I didn't, I wasn't Bounce like, back. I wasn't embarrassed. I was like, dude, I'm in my twenties. Like, yeah, sure. It's sure it's ten thirty a.m. on a Friday morning, and I'm <laughs> naked on my bathroom floor, throwing up into a toilet when any normal person is already at work. Yeah, they've already had coffee, <laughs> and I'm just sitting here going, "Let me throw up so I can go back to sleep." <laughs> 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 Complete piece of shit. And so, like you know that that next friday was tough so much so to the point when like i didn't even do anything that friday night mm. which was i would turn 30 at midnight that night and i didn't do shit like i ran into john he was going john was hitting me up and like because you know his actual birthday was thursday but he couldn't really go hard that night so they went out the next friday night and i was like shit and you know whatever but like yeah but luckily that night live like showed up at my house at 2 a.m surprising me which was cool I, if it was up to my own devices, I would have never opened that door. Like literally <laughs> I was sitting there watching TV and playing chess and I get a knock on the door and I'm just like, who the fuck is knocking on my door? Exactly. Yeah. And then like, it goes like two more wraps around of knocking and I'm just like, and I see Dom walk out. I'm like, did you order something? He's like, nah. And then I was like, fuck it then. Probably some fucking idiot. <laughs> and then he was like moving, motioning towards the door to open. I was like, Dom, don't open it. Don't open it. Nobody needs to fucking get in our house at two in the morning. This is ridiculous. And he's like, and he just opens it. And I'm like, Dom, what the fuck? And then Liv walks in. I was like, <laughs> Dom, what the fuck? <laughs> I told you not to open it. <laughs> I knew this would happen. <laughs> so that was a nice surprise. That was one of the few times I that's the only time. I've ever been surprised for my, for like an occasion, you know, yeah. like I've been surprised by things mm -hmm. like, you know, like the Orioles won. That's yeah. oh, surprising. <laughs> like, they've nurtured. They really? Do that. Really? What happened? <laughs> but like, as far as like, like an actual organized thing where like, apparently my dad picked up live from the airport that late. And like, I was like, Hell I mean, yeah. all you motherfuckers knew about this shit. Nobody said anything. Has it been lying to me? Yeah, I, I've <laughs> always been that way. Even when I found out Santa Claus wasn't real, and I, I remember my only thought was every single fucking person I trusted has been lying to me literally my entire life. My own parents, <laughs> my grandparents, my teachers, older kids. And I would sit there like an idiot and like argue back with them and be like, no, oh, dude, you're fucking stupid, man. I'm telling you, it's fucking real. I've seen him, blah, 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 blah. Like putting my heart and soul in that and then just finding out my dad's just like, Jim, all right, Santa Claus isn't real. All right, stop asking me fucking questions. I was just like, <laughs> are you serious? That's the attitude you're going to take with me? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Am I inconveniencing you, dad? By asking if a fucking guy is actually real that flies through the sky with reindeer and drops off presents at everybody's house. And now my speculation is irritating you while I'm driving the backseat of this car. <laughs> I'm pissing you off. You're pissing me off. You know? I didn't leave my room for a whole day. Jeez. 
Trauma, traumatized, traumatized. Damn. One of the few things in life I'd say legitimately traumatic. I mean, other things, but like finding out Santa Claus wasn't real was. It's pretty big. It's pretty big. Yeah. I don't know why I cared so much. I think no, it's weird. I think I remember when I found out he wasn't real. What what grade were you in? I think Maybe I was either fourth? I don't third think or it might have been third for me. But uh but we were walking into the mall. My mom took my brother, my two cousins, and me to the mall, and my mom was walking up ahead. And then I heard my brother and cousins talking about Santa not being real, and I was like, uh oh. Wow. I didn't know that yet. And then they asked me, like, wait, do you still believe in Santa? I'm like, no, he's, I heard he's not real. <laughs> Dude, that is so, like, big kid, though. You know, like, when I think of, like, big kid, because, like, what's funny about big kids is they don't know that they're still kids. Yeah. Like, oh, can you crack that door, by the way? Yeah, yeah. I always forget that when you turn the AC off, it stops hot and stops <laughs> working. <laughs> like a true adult doesn't go around bragging that he knows Santa isn't real. Yeah. You know, like you don't see me like in a room full of kids being like <laughs> nerds, <laughs> fucking idiots. I know something you don't know. <laughs> oh, you still believe in Santa? What are you in like third grade? No. But like big kids are just like I don't know. I just it reminds me of like the big kids meal at Burger King, where like I would very genuinely get a big kids meal from Burger King. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't wait to be a big kids. And it was like looking back, it's like, dude, don't you know you were a fucking bitch? (laughs) You were a bitch, (laughs) dude. You still got a toy with it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like you got like regular. You got like fucking shaped chicken tenders like you get an extra patty on the burger i think yeah. that was it you're still in the backseat of your mom's car dude you're not cool yeah but like you know i thought it was cool i thought it was cool and then it's funny because it's like that kind of goes throughout your entire life like even like being cool in high school sometimes i'm like we all lived with our parents how really cool could we have actually been yeah like the coolest kid in high school still was like being yelled at by his mom to do his laundry or like mm-hmm. fold put not even do his laundry yeah, just take the trash put out. away the clothes that his mom did that she like put on his bed and it was <laughs> yeah. like put these already clothes folded yeah and just i'm sitting like, away. put them away like bullshit dude which you know in a mom department so like you already went this far mom like you already did the laundry and folded it yeah how much harder would it be to put it away you know so in that respect but also, it's like if you're a mom and you got a 14 year old kid, 15 year old kid, you don't want to look in their dresser drawers. Yeah, You've got some weird printed out pictures of titties and fucking <laughs> that are wavy from. Mm-hmm. And that's something that like moms don't quite understand that dads do. Like my dad knew at a certain age to like knock or like not go too, not get too nosy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. But like moms, they just moms don't. I don't think understand that about boys because they're not guys. They're not mm-hmm. guys. They're they're moms. They are women, and they don't understand that when your son is like thirteen or fourteen, do not open that door. Don't open that drawer. Like don't pick up that sock. Don't flip the bed. Don't flip the bed. Like the and and every mom just completely misses it. Every mom just completely misses it. Well, 
I don't think they miss it. I just think they like they don't want to be traumatized, so they push that back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't want to know the horrors mm-hmm. that are going on in their house. I would say what age would you say you become a big kid? Mm. Like 12. 12? Well, I mean, that's... <sighs> At 12, maybe, I'm eating, I'm I guess a, maybe you're, already, you're almost a teenager, I guess. Yeah, you're a preteen. Preteen, I'm, I'm maybe thinking... Maybe like 8. Big kid is like an older elementary schooler. 8 or 9. 9 or 10. Mm. Yeah, 9 or 10. Uh, 7 is still kid. Oh, for sure. 8 is like... You could be a big kid, unless you still believe in Santa. I mean, now in my like as a kid, that's what I would think. Mm-hmm. Right now, if I think of a kid, I'm like, all right, anyone under sixteen. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I I still look at like yeah, anybody under eighteen really, I still look at like a child. Yeah, eighteen, but like the definition of kid also changes as you get older too, because like I look at like. 20 year olds as kids sometimes too yeah true. you know depending on the kid certainly not big kids no. me calling like a 21 year old a big kid <laughs> hey we got a big kid over here <laughs> wow oh your first blackout oh <laughs> oh man guys this uh podcast is brought to you by life water ph balanced uh, i'm not quite sure what that means Do you have any idea what ph like does that mean it's bait alkaline um, I mean, I guess if it's balanced, it should be neutral, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's around what, like seven, seven, seven point okay. oh, baby, seven point oh. Um, but uh, I feel like the big thing these days is alkaline water, like more basic. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing. And I, Liv tells me it doesn't work, but I don't know what that means. What do you mean it doesn't work? Like it hydrates me, and like. I just don't get it because it's like, are you trying to like neutralize your stomach acids? Like why? The answer to your question in my case is yes. Okay. Because I do have like heartburn and acid reflux and stuff. So like I do tend to find myself buying alkaline water Mm -hmm. because I'm like, oh, this will get rid of my acid reflux. You know, now I have fucking basic reflux. Who knows? But yeah, life water, good stuff. Uh, I don't know. Just like any other fucking water. Were you like, uh, after that big night on Saturday, were you like wiped out for a couple of days? Or were you, you said no hangover, but like, I feel like you probably didn't want to drink for like a week. No, that's a problem. Um, <laughs> uh, Sunday, I went to my parents' house for a cookout. And, uh, I, you know, I had a couple of drinks, but nothing crazy. I think I had like a couple beers and like we had crabs and I think I had like, a coffee and maybe like a glass of scotch towards the end of the night. Like that totally regular night. Um, yeah, I think it was weird because I think by all accounts, I may have been drunker on my birthday than Thursday, but I didn't like throw up the next day or anything like that. I was mm. fine. And then Sunday I was completely clean, baby. Nice. No drinking at all. I kind of alluded to it earlier, but uh, before I got to your birthday party, uh, like right before we did the power hour, mm-hmm. me and Liz went to the Asia Night Market like food festival. It was at Harford County Fairgrounds or Hereford. I don't know which one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But boy, oh boy, was that a shit show. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So we got there. Uh, you know, you took 70 out. There was like traffic on 70 from it. Uh, like there was backups, accidents. We finally got off to pull up to the fairgrounds. <laughs> And it was like it was backed up for a mile. You mean to tell me to the there? Lot. You mean to tell me there were car accidents on the way to the Asian food market? I just simply don't believe it. I just think there's. I don't know. It was bad, dude. Uh, we finally got there, waited in a, a line to get into the parking lot, got our car parked, didn't check the parking ticket that I had to buy. <laughs> so that was the first red flag. Got in the line to get in. And mm-hmm. when we were in the line to get in, we saw inside, and it was all just lines. <laughs> it was uh. all just lines for the food. Because, like, I guess the thing I didn't think about was, like, it is a food festival. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you got to expect lines. But, like, this is the only thing people are coming here for. So, it's not like an amusement park where, like, okay, people are waiting in line for the rides. They're either going mm-hmm. to the wild safari Maybe the water park. Yeah. It's and not then like, they're going to get food. Food isn't the main thing. Yeah, it's not like like the Renaissance Fest where no. it's like there's a bunch of things to do. Also, you can eat. This is like, yeah. no, the only thing to do is eat. Also, you can sit while you eat. But like unless you're doing one of those two things, it's a wrap. Yeah. You know? Um. So, yeah, funny you say seating. There was not that much seating there. And it was all not under tents. <laughs> Except for like where people were cooking, they had tents. Was it like hot as shit? It was like upper 90s, Mm -hmm. like full sun all day. I got a classic redneck from uh, just like my sunburn, my neck. Oh, oh, I I thought that was like a cocktail or something. I was like, ooh. No. Classic redneck. What's that? Natty Bow in a solo cup? No. But uh, we were there for like five hours, and I think we got three things of food. Was it good at least? It was okay. So I'll give. One of the places, outstanding five stars. We got um, some like fried chicken, some Kobe, or no, it was Wagyu skewers. It was like the most delicious steak I had ever had in my life. Yes. Uh, so that was great. That was the first experience, 20 minute line. Mm-hmm. Then we're like, all right, let's get these whatever donuts or whatever. We got them as they were bringing in new ingredients. They had already sold out. And they're bringing in new shit, and then the line started again. Ugh. So a couple of the places like sold out of all the food they prepared, like three or four times throughout the entire day. And where was this again? You said it was down seventy. Like it was a uh, like Hereford or Hartford County Fairgrounds. I don't know which one. It was out past like Columbia, but not. It was before Howard Frederick. County Fairgrounds. Maybe Howard County. Yeah, Fairgrounds. it's got to be Howard County. Yeah, probably that one. Um. Which we found out later on, uh, the event just took place in the parking lot. I think they just rented the parking lot. <laughs> they apparently they have a bunch of facilities for like inside food and whatever, like festivals. But mm-hmm. they're like, well, let's just let's get let's the parking. Just, let's lot. just get the lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, they oversold the event. They sold twenty six thousand tickets. Wow. Uh, and then didn't tell the vendors until a couple of days before the event. So this so, is like Maryland's Firefest, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> like, that's kind of what it ended up being. Uh, we stood in line for boba for like an hour. Just boba? Just for boba. No way. And uh, that was like one of the last straws. We uh, we also got water at the boba place. 
they didn't have it in ice, so they just sold us like hot water bottles. Oh my <laughs> it god. It was the wildest shit ever. Jesus um Christ. and then we finally got one more food thing. But by this point it's like, you know, five, six o'clock, and I'm like, I gotta get back to Towson. Mm-hmm. Um as we're leaving, we start seeing people passing out from heat exhaustion. Are you serious? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> and then we're like, all right, it's time to go. Holy shit. Uh, so, like, as we're leaving, we see, you know, an entire line all the way from the front out into the parking lot still of people waiting to get in mm-hmm. to just stand in more lines. Yeah. And then we start leaving and we see the line of cars we were in earlier about 10 times longer mm-hmm. and it goes all the way on to 70 for like another mile oh. of people trying to get still into the festival. <laughs> oh my God. And then, That's uh, a shame, dude. yeah, social media was a blaze afterwards. Oh really? Like yeah. people lit them up? People are lighting them up. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. So yeah, I, I ended up, you know, coming down to your place and suffering from heat exhaustion. Suffering from heat exhaustion. I was like, I'm going to do like half this power hour. <laughs> and then when we got to rec room, I was like, all right, I've yeah. seen this many people you, before yeah. today. I'm not trying to do that again. Yeah, you've encountered like thousands of people yeah. in the past two hours. I got so yeah, on. if you ever need a good laugh, look up uh, you know, people's horror stories about the Asian night market. That's incredible, dude. I mean, that that is like on the bright side, your story has reminded me that the Maryland State Fair is happening right now. Happening right this which second. Which for the 30th year pizza in a row. Or some shit this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you went? Out, no, no. But okay. like I saw an article and they're like, we're unveiling some new food items this year. We're trying out deep fried pizza slices. And like, no, hey, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You're running out of ideas. I would try that, though. You're probably. telling me you wouldn't try deep fried pizza slice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like a like a calzone almost. I would do that. Kind of just like a, you know, upgraded mozzarella stick. I'm game for stuff like that. Like, you know, like even like fried Oreos, I was always kind of yeah, on I'll the try fence it about. I'll twice. try it, but like Three a fried pizza maybe? slice, I'm honestly surprised that in 2022, this is the first time we thought of such a thing. Mm-hmm. Like a fried burger, that's got to be good, you know? I used to do this thing called a pan burger where I would cook up a burger, dip it in pancake batter like really thick, and then cook it Ooh. like a pancake. Okay. And it was good. No, it would be even better. What if you used a sausage patty? Ooh. And then that's breakfast. Yeah, that's pretty much breakfast. It's like a corn dog right breakfast. There. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, how long does the fair go on? Just this weekend? Uh, I think it goes a little bit past like September, doesn't it? Oh, okay. So it's like a long thing. Yeah. I was about like to a, say. It's like a week or two. Because they have an entire like grounds that's just like, I don't even understand how that works. They must, there's no way they just do it like a weekend because like no. it's there all year and like 98% of the year it's unused. And it's like, okay, obviously they have shit going on the whole fucking time. So maybe I will make it. I, I already resolved myself to not making it for the 20th year in a row, but I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. I think I've literally only gone to it like twice. Yeah. And it was fun as like a kid, but I don't know if that's like, I don't know if I, as an adult, I want to go get scammed by carnies. Yeah. Yeah. That was another, actually, speaking of traumatic moments in my life, there was another time when I was at the Hun Fest as a kid and this like dunker guy was just like just 
laying into me that I wasn't able to dunk him. Damn. And like, I remember getting really heated. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I can't believe that like, I almost am curious to know if that's still allowed, like the amount of shit talking they would do. Yeah. Like he was like, you throw like a fucking girl, you're never going to get me. And then he would see getting mad and like try to wail it and miss. He'd be like, ah, <laughs> yeah, whatever, kid. And I'm like, fuck this guy, dude. Fucking carny. You know, you should have just ran up and smacked it. <laughs> I've actually, you know what? People always, people always like talk shit about like carnies, and and I was always like, what's the problem? But now that I think about it, I've never had a good experience with a carnival worker. Mm-hmm. Like I remember that I, I've told this story before on the podcast, but like the time when like kind of a very similar, it might have even been the same guy. Now that I think about it, <laughs> like I'm in, envisioning the same guy in my mind. Like I was at some like birthday party and this guy was walking around making balloon animals and I walked up to him and I was just like, can you just blow me up a balloon so I could try to make one myself? And the amount of like contempt that he had for me. Oh, you think you can do my job? Dude, literally. I was like, what (laughs) in the world is the problem? Even as a kid, I was like, dude, I just wanted to kind of try it. And like he saw me like twisting it and doing this. And then when I, and then at one point it popped and he just started laughing at me. And I was like, what's the problem, dude? If anything, like, if anything, like you should be sitting here and be like, oh, like a kid finds what I'm doing to be interesting that he wants to try it himself. Maybe I should encourage this kid. Mm-hmm. But this guy's looking at us like, no. Absolutely not. This kid's trying. To this kid is competition. Knock me off my throne. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like it's just me, like seven-year-old me, going to parties and doing balloons. This guy's just sitting here unemployed, just like that motherfucker. I should never gave him that balloon. Should never gave him the balloon. Yeah, that was weird, dude. That was weird. So you know what? Carnies are getting a thumbs down from me so far. I've yet to have a good experience. Yet to have yeah. a good experience with a carny. I remember when I was a kid, we used to go to the American Legion like family fun day events, and uh, it would just be like a little festival behind in the parking lot. They'd have like you know a barbecue, and they hired a clown and shit. Mm-hmm. And I'd like went up to the clown to try to get a balloon animal like right when he was like packing up, mm-hmm. and he like same shit like ah get out of here kid like da da da, and I was like very upset. And then my aunt came to like console me, and then like. <laughs> My aunt went over to the clown and like started <laughs> flirting with him. What? Be like, oh, can't you get my nephew? <laughs> He's actually my godson. Da, da, da. Like, oh, if you could just get him a balloon, if he love it. Da, da, da. Like, smoozing him up. She's and like, then I get the fucking balloon animal, and then she just fucking. Damn, <laughs> that clown. She clowned him, dude. She clowned him, dude. You clowned the clown, dude. Yeah. Wow, dude. And you know what? To think that I used to actually stand up for clowns. Nah, dude, they're I've all simps. I've always stood up for clowns. I've always thought, well, I've never met a clown in real life. Like, I've never, like, really, like, come into contact with a real live clown, mm-hmm. not while being a clown, you know? So, like, who am I to say that they suck? But you know what? They might suck. They kind of suck. They might suck. It's kind of weird that, like, someone who's that bad at dealing with kids is in a line of work where all they have to do is deal with Literally kids. the worst... Uh, type of person I to wanted be, to be a mime yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, wanted people to, to with, take me seriously I to deal with French people not children <laughs> um, this segues perfectly into the next topic I wanted to bring up which is kind of a throwaway topic but I just kind of scrolled down Instagram and I saw a world star article uh, speaking of working with kids that a New Jersey teacher 
woman was a uh, female. Female, a female, female. Pussy. She had a pussy. pussy. <laughs> um, was is under fire, not being fired, but under fire from the parents for apparently wearing two like, let's say like revealing. inappropriately tight, revealing clothing mm. in the classroom, and. Uh, you know, there was like a picture of her and like, I mean, if that's the outfit she wears and I can kind of see it, like it's not like revealing per se, where it's like, like, t- let's define revealing because it's like, yes, you're, it's you're, not revealing. It's covered up, I'm assuming. But yeah, it's but like, like very barely. It's like shapes to the figure. You're leaving nothing to, to the, the imagination. imagination. Yeah. Yes. Like anybody who sees you in this outfit knows exactly what you look like naked. You don't have to be showing any skin to do that. Mm. And it's like. I've encountered this in my personal life. Um, we have a mutual person that we know who is a female teacher who used to post pictures on her Instagram of like dressed up in like extremely like revealing, not revealing, but the same type of thing, like just like tight outfits and stuff like that, where I was like, does no one find this kind of, and she taught at high school too. Mm. She taught seniors and she was like 24 at the time. And I remember looking at, and no, nobody, it never became a thing. Yeah. But like, I remember being like, so this 24 year old girl is sitting in a classroom with like 17 and 18 year olds. Yeah. Like Peak dressed, horniness. like literally dressed like she's out at like the fucking club and expecting these kids to be like paying attention to fucking English class. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like now in this situation with this situation we're talking about now this woman's an elementary school teacher and like a lot of people in the comments were like the only people that would think about stuff like that are like the adults like you guys are the only ones making this like a sexual thing like these these kids are babies they don't know what's going on and i take uh yeah i don't think kids like if they have a crush on someone that young it's just because that person is nice to them it's not because they're seeing like a giant ass or tits in their face all right i don't think when I was, I'm, I, you know, maybe I'm remembering wrongly or whatever, but like, I don't think I was like sexual as a kid. I, not until like middle school, I bet. All right. This could be perhaps maybe something that, uh, I may have not realized is a thing in my life, mm. which I've always joked about, like, that whole situation when I was a very little kid mm. and like with our neighbor and making us like make out and like mock have sex and stuff that like there is a possibility that that did hypersexualize me at a very young age mm. to the point where I do remember being very young, five, six years old and thinking about that stuff mm. because I'd had that experience. Um, and I guess I never, I kind of always thought I was on the same page. And I, I, I kind of still do. I think it kind of, it kind of it, it varies person to person. Like eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds definitely like talk, they know about sex. Mm-hmm. Like they, they talk about it in very like immature ways. Like, oh, like SEX and like talking about like, you know, like blah, blah, blah. Like they don't really quite know how it works, but like they know what's going on. They know what boobs are. They know like what doggy style like i think actually that th- you know what maybe i'll take that back i think maybe it was like fourth grade fifth grade mm-hmm. so so i mean like 
like there's a there is a timeline between like when you first start thinking in terms of sex, but you don't really actually know what to do about it. Like I started jerking off when I was twelve, but I didn't like not know what sex was until I was twelve. Like I knew what sex was and like I knew like what was going on when I saw a sex scene in a movie. Yeah. Like these are all things and like if you saw like a girl get naked, you're like, you know, it's not like a, a there's a reason why uh okay, let's put it this way. There's a reason why if people are naked in a movie, kids aren't allowed to see it. Why is that? It's not because kids have no fucking clue what's going on. They don't know. It's because a kid knows when he's seeing a fucking naked woman. He knows that he's seeing boobs and he knows that like it's a sexual thing. And like the whole point is to be like, hey, let's not introduce young children to like looking at things like that. Hmm. So taking that line of thought, it's like Sure. A lot of people in the comment section on this World Star post were like, oh, that's all the moms just hating, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, that may be true. At the same time, um, let's not talk about elementary schoolers like they literally don't know anything about that stuff. Like, you know the difference between yeah, a pretty... They're, oh, they're playing Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, they know what's going on. And, like, they're not babies. Like, elementary school is from five years to ten years old. Sure, kindergartens kindergartners might not be thinking about it that way but 10 year olds are they're about to go to middle school like like so like it was this kind of whole thing i don't even dude honestly i don't even know if this is a real fucking story but like you know it's just a fucking social media post that like may be true i'm sure it's true but i'm sure it's like been blown out of proportion just for like content but it still sparked like a thought process in my mind of thinking like i've all i've seen that in my own personal life and I've also seen people kind of take this tact where they're like, oh, like, okay, then why doesn't she just go and teach a fucking kindergarten class in a bikini then? Like, why? Okay, so kids just don't think about stuff that way. Okay, so why do we have any decorum at all? It's like, clearly there has to be a line. And like, I'm just going to say this. Some people might know what I'm talking about. Some people might not. But we there was a substitute teacher. It was a guy who used to teach at Dumbarton Middle School. And he also used to teach at Towson High School from time to time. Um... And no homo, but I do remember uh, as a kid noticing that he always like wore pants that like you could totally see like his whole dick. What? Like you could always make out his dick in his pants. Jesus. And like all the girls would always be talking about it. And this is like sixth grade. Mm. So like, okay, it's not exactly elementary school. One year away from elementary school. Sure. Okay. In that one year, girls magically and guys magically started noticing what a big ass fucking bulge in your pants is. Like, no, sorry. It's not how it works. So I remember noting that and being like, why does this guy always like, like, does he have any looser pants or like, you know, whatever. And he was like a good looking dude. So like, I guess he was just working with it. But like, lo and behold, 10 years later, comes out that he was in an inappropriate relationship with a high schooler. Mm. and he was uh i don't know exactly the whole details around fishing kind of and like i don't look at that as a coincidence you could look at it as a coincidence oh the one male teacher that i ever noticed was like dressing in a way he was peacocking Mm -hmm. and that also happens to be a guy that years down the road you find out was involved with a high school girl and it's like hmm i don't know so it's like as far as this teacher in new jersey goes it's like uh, look, you can, nobody, like, I, I'll say this in, in the other 
category, just so nobody thinks I'm going too hard here. I do remember working at Cheesecake Factory, and there was a girl at Cheesecake Factory who, she was built well, let's say. You know, like, she was a good-looking girl, and, you know, like, just, like, very voluptuous and, like, curvy or whatever, and, like, but she also, like, did kind of dress in a way that, like, flaunted it, you know? So, like, even when she was working, like, in her server uniform, she'd be wearing, like, these, like, really tight fucking, like, white pants with, like, no pockets and, like, totally, like, you know, any any guy is noticing, obviously. And it's, like, one day, one of the female managers was, like, you can't wear those pants anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't. And then she was, like, why? And everybody was, like, why? Like, that's kind of unfair. Like, it's just says white pants. And then the female manager's excuse was, you got to have pockets, like you can't just not have pockets. And so, like, I, at the time, and still kind of do look at it, because this female manager was kind of a bitch. But, so, like, I could totally see that having been a thing where it was, like, another woman noticing that another woman was getting attention and being like, look, you can't, like, come in here dressing like that and, like, you know, like, and then just finding, like, some weird loophole as to why. Just basically saying, like, look, put your ass away, yeah. you know? And, like, uh, I don't know, wear pockets. Like, like that was the motivation yeah. for it. And then all the male servers and employees and customers were like, why? <laughs> this is sexism. <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> why don't you show a little bit more of your ass, the ma'am? Pocket patriarchy. <laughs> um, so, like, look, I see that side of it, and there's not a doubt in my mind that, like, there's obviously, like, a bunch of moms were just like, why is this bad bitch teaching yeah. my kids? At the same time, you know what? When you're dealing with kids, I think certain standards come into play that don't necessarily get applied to other things. For instance, we're talking about clowns. You know what, dude? If you want to not like kids, if you want to not enjoy their presence, if you want to see kids miserable, that's fine. Perhaps working at a carnival is not your best path in life or maybe it is well maybe it lets you be shitty to a lot of kids it does well yeah that's the thing but it's also like at the same time it's like if you're a teacher it's like hey look i know that you like want to show off and like dress like sexy or whatever because that's you know whatever but it's like maybe this isn't the right job venue for you to be doing that like apparently she was like taking pictures and like like of her in the classroom like with her like 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 sexy pictures and like post my instagram like at work and it's like okay so at that point you don't even have the defense of being like what i'm just wearing like a nor- uh, this is a normal outfit it's like no like you clearly are aware that what you're wearing is like that type of outfit or else yeah. you wouldn't be like posting it like I'm fucking badass bitch teacher or whatever. It's like, yeah, you can't even claim like the stupid card. Is that her fault? Cause that's just like what everyone else does. So it's like, she's supposed to like be there. Like, I don't know, covering up being like, I'm here to teach school today. Um, I'm actually, I have my hair pulled up and I have glasses on and I have a big sweater so you can't even see like, my actually, tits. That's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said you got your hair pulled up or you have like two pencil sticks like making like a bun? Like, tell me more. Yeah. How high is your skirt in yeah. this scenario? She's like, there's no outfit I can wear. It's like, I have like yeah. my stockings pulled up to my knees. I mean, that's like, I think that's kind of like 
the issue with a debate like this or like a, a you know a news about something like this happening is because like it's such a slippery slope to be like what can't she wear what can she wear because then it's like all right now you're you're putting your own morality and preference in a way and you're imposing that on someone else and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, there is the line. Like, you shouldn't be wearing fucking like skims, fucking like spandex onesies with your camel toe popping out. Yeah. While you're teaching math. While you're teaching. While you're teaching. <laughs> yeah. If you're a student, go ahead. <laughs> no. Uh, I well, think it's, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. You don't want to. There's f- definitely like business wear and formal wear. And, you know, as an adult working, you should kind of. In whatever your field is, you should try to, like, when I do video shoots, I'm, like, all blacked out. Yeah. I'm in service black. Tight-ass pants. Balls Tight coming out. Tight-ass pants. Balls unzipped. <laughs> popping out the zipper. Yeah. Um, assless chaps. Assless chaps. But that's, you're not that's working standard with kids. gear. Yeah, you're just video stuff, dude. Mm-hmm. That's normal. Those are the kind of videos I make. <laughs> <laughs> I'm filming myself. Um, no, I agree with you. You don't want to fall into the trope or the the pitfall of uh, firing somebody because they're hot. You want to yeah. be like, who do you think you are to walk in here with a big fat ass and double D's? And it's like the only reason the moms are complaining about this is because at the parent-teacher conference, the dad looked at her ass a little too long. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously, but this is why no kids are going home being like, guys, I was really trying to learn how to write my name today, but I couldn't <laughs> that I couldn't get the S down because I kept looking at Miss whatever the fuck's ass. I, try, I kept drawing that. the ass instead of the curve of the S. Okay, I think this is one of those things that has to come down to you know it when you see it. I know. I guess I gotta see it. Okay, let me look up what yeah. she looks like. I know when I see somebody dressed up, everybody knows, not just me, mm-hmm. but everybody. Like, okay, you can tell what they're going for. You can tell when a girl is dressed in a way that's like she looks very pretty, but she's not like trying to flaunt anything. Like, there are ways for women to dress where they can dress like. In a way to be like, I have a nice shape, I'm pretty, but like I'm not like pushing my tits up or like wearing pants that like barely wrap around my ass. Like it's the same way with guys. Like it's like and I, I honestly yeah. think that I mean like, she does have a fucking butt lift to teach some elementary schoolers. That's a little weird. Yeah, it's like But also at the same time, like yeah, I'm seeing a picture of her outside of work, and she's dressing kind of like a normal mid twenties girl. But then but the work picture, like let me she see has a fucking seeing. like turtleneck on, and I get that like it's very slim fitting or whatever, mm-hmm. and she looks like a fucking anime character in real life. But uh, I don't see a problem with that. All right, then I'm gonna take it a step further and just put it like this. Yeah. Hot people should not be allowed to be teachers. Mm. And I had this discussion with uh, Marissa at the bar the other night. Also, it makes so much more sense some of these dresses she's wearing because she's an art teacher. Well, yeah, but like... I don't know. It just... It's like... 
it, I Dude, think she's almost at a million followers now. She's doing great. Okay, probably. that's what I'm saying though. Like this is not just this is this is where intent plays a big role because if it just is a woman who like just happens to be very she doesn't curvy. even have like an OnlyFans. Okay, well that's obviously would be uh that'd be the, a step the last far. straw. But like, but this is also a woman who like very heavily leans into her body and like what she looks like. Like she has the butt lift. She mm-hmm. probably has fake tits. She like you know she puts on on Instagram like look at me, look at how fucking hot I am. Let me get a million followers. It's like this is not the same discussion that you would be having if it's just like the girl down the street who happens to teach at the local elementary school who happens to be built nicely and wears clothes that maybe like you can tell and then moms are like why is this pretty woman teaching at this elementary school it's like no this is this is a this is a woman who uh by all accounts and from what we're looking at is like like this is a woman who is heavily leaned into her sexuality mm-hmm. and is totally completely aware of what she's doing when she's doing it. So when you put that into the mix, you kind of have to like then re-examine it cuz it's like okay, great. This isn't an accident though. Like you know what you look like. This isn't you accidentally shaking your ass in front of a classroom. This is yeah. you knowingly shaking your ass in front of a classroom. And I think that there is this weird double standard I think that comes with like if this is a guy teacher, like, like I mean, the shit about, um, I keep on wanting to say his name, I'm not going to say it, mm-hmm. but like, he was a sub, so he didn't even work, and he, he doesn't work anymore, it wouldn't matter, but anyway, it's public information, who cares, but like, like if, if, a, if somebody was to come and say something about that, like, I feel like people would much, be much more likely to like, not side with him, mm-hmm. to be like, dude, like, put your dick away, you know, like, you're working with my fucking daughter, like you're teaching in the class, like they don't need to be seeing that. You can get a pair of looser pants. You want to wear those pants out to the fucking club? That's great. You don't got to be wearing them here. Like yeah. you know, get some tighter underwear. Whatever. It's a fucking middle school. Like yeah. There and would be- that I feel like that's almost a better situation for what you're trying to talk about. Because I, like I get that. Like yes, very. She's very confident in her body. Mm-hmm. She's very you know proud of it happy about it showing it off willy-nilly but like i don't know if i in my head and maybe you know maybe that's there's something wrong with my thinking (laughs) the fucking dude showcasing his dick to kids is way worse of course it's way worse way worse to me it's way worse because even like whether we like it or not because like no, I let me just. Uh, I'm not trying to like cut you off or anything, but no, no, no. I, I just want to finish this thought. Yeah. Um, like we have the option to hide our dick very well. Most men do it all their lives on purpose, but like a girl for like from puberty on, they have no choice but for everyone to know that they have tits and an ass. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I think it's like a. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't see the big deal, really. They have no choice but to go out and get big double D. I mean, this is definitely like, butt lift. This is like Because the, the society that we've created, women have to created, go out. They have to and get, get a, BBLs. <laughs> they have to go to Brazil and then almost pop their ass on the plane back. It used to be having a college degree was a stipulation for being a teacher. Now, now everyone has their masters. They yeah. have BBLs. BBLs. Yeah. So like it's like, you know, look, 
ultimately, because you are correct, that like it, it, men, look, there's a reason why men don't generally wear makeup. There's really only one like thing that men wear when it's formal. Like a woman has like 80 different dresses. There's like 16 different types of shirts you can wear, all these mm-hmm. different types of pants, blah, blah, blah. Man has a suit. Yeah. When somebody says there's a wedding, I'm not sitting there going like, oh, what am I going to wear to the wedding? No, I'm going to wear my one suit that I own exactly. that I wear once or twice a year for funerals, weddings, and job interviews or whatever it might be. And it's like, so like as a man, it, it's kind of more like we don't have as much to show off. Mm-hmm. So it's just like natural with us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just truly, truly in this case... I don't know. I see the criticism. And I know that it is that kind of weird, weird thing where it comes down to like, you know, you don't just want to fire somebody for being hot, but it's like, well, you can kind of look at things. And ultimately, this whole debate really comes down to the more underlying thing, which is the thing that people talk about from time to time, but it's not as uh, apparent as I think it should be because it's the truth, in my opinion, which is that the reason why this doesn't anger as many people as it would in the male situation has in part to do with what you're talking about, which is it's much easier to just like not have your fucking dick outline in your pants than it is to like cover up the fact that you're stacked as a woman. But more so with the fact that as a society, we are much less even offended at the idea of, and, and I'm not saying that one is right and one is wrong or that both aren't bad, but in, we are less offended at the idea of, um, a female teacher like being involved with a like a, a a a boy than the reverse. Both of them suck, mm-hmm. but the reality is is there is a much more visceral reaction that we would have to finding out that that sub at Dumbarton was fucking a 14-year-old girl than if we found out that a sub at Dumbarton girl teacher was sucking off a 14 year old boy after class it's like both of them should go to jail but like we don't look at it the same way it doesn't have this immediate that's why we can still joke about it that's why you can still be like oh man that guy was probably the coolest guy it's like it's not the same and the reason it's not the same is because as we discussed before like generally what um attracts men and women especially at that age are different things like boys are horny they're 14 15 years old they're jerking off constantly and it's like there's some fucking like weird like psycho teacher that like is into that shit and like gets involved but it's like with the guy thing it always winds it feels like it's more so this like uh like they're more mature and they know how to like say the things to the girl yeah manipulative to make them like fall in love with them and it's like they have like this weird gross relationship that it's like you are manipulating a young girl into like falling in love with you and like thinking she's gonna run run away with you that's more disgusting to people than just this weird perverted woman being like i want to suck off a young boy and the young boy being like sure you know it's just yeah (laughs) you know it's just different but uh yeah i think i think that that's I think we've reached a nice uh conclusion on figured that out um did you also see the thing about the you know speaking of tight clothing the hooters waitress that was it's kind of like the drake story about the hot sauce and the condom but in reverse was this world star as well it was probably world star uh i saw that today. hooters waitress whenever she encountered disgruntled customers she would go in the back and dip their wings in her pussy 
my initial thought was like, doesn't that hurt? Yes. <laughs> are these the raw wings before they're cooked? Are these the wings as they're being plated? You give them a little garnish? Also, cons- depending on the restaurant, that's either a bad thing or a good thing. I would venture to say that most men at Hooters... They would probably pay for that They service. would pay for that. That's not like, <laughs> oh, you came in here to eat our shitty food and stare at us in tight clothing? Well, guess what, fucko? I'm going to go dip your wings in my pussy <laughs> just to get back at you for being a dick. And he's like... For being a Is that like an upcharge? Or like, how does that work? Like, is that, is that one like of the... guac? Is that like 250 extra? Is that or? one of the sauces? Like one of the flavors? Like, how do I... Is this on the menu? <laughs> It's the secret menu. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not... It's animal style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that one just... I, I saw that one today, too, and I was just like, uh, I mean, just the fact that it's at Hooters. Like, if it was at, if it was at like, La Cuchara, I'd be yeah. like, okay, you know. Or maybe. if it was at, like, the fucking, the pepper mill, you'd be like, ugh. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of the double the standard server, yeah. also that it's like, oh, you know, it's a Hooters... They're pretty discriminant about who they hire. Yeah. Uh, last thing, kind of segueing in a little bit to more yeah, serious. We're so professional. Serious convo. Everything's been so smooth. We were talking about students. We're talking about kids. We're talking about getting a little more into serious business here. It is official. Well, actually, I don't know if it's official, mm. but uh, the uh, student loan cancellation plan, it's apparently really going down. Yeah. They're really doing it. I think everyone's getting a uh, free coupon for a personal pan pizza, <laughs> one topping, and they're actually going to make the free Slurpee day a couple days. A week. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard that too. I heard yeah. that too. I heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> so we're very happy about that. But um, yeah, so like apparently it's... Um, I don't know the, all the ins and outs. I just know kind of the ins and outs. Like uh-huh. it's $10,000 um, or that's like the cap. So up to $10,000. So if you have less than that, they just pay it off and then they'll do $10,000 in forgiveness towards anyone making $125,000 or less mm. or a household that's making 250000 or less. Jesus. So if you're married and you make... $180,000 and your spouse is making $70,000. Yeah. You're still getting those loans forgiven, baby. In my mind, those people don't have loans anymore. Um, student loans. Yeah, I, I don't like That's know. a lot of money, right? Uh, it is <laughs> a, a lot. A quarter of a million dollars a year. It is a lot of money, but also so is student loan debt. Yeah, true. Like, I don't know everyone's situation. Like, I'd be curious to see, like, probe into like our personal friends and be like yo like marissa dan mahedi like what's your loan situation looking like are you guys paying that off is it is it (laughs) hindering you like mahedi just bought a fucking house it can't be hurting him that bad and like you know so dan marissa so Mm -hmm. i mean i i would venture to say that all of them are probably doing a little bit you know they're at least doing all right you know so it's like and i don't think they're making that type i don't think they're making two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the household i could be wrong but i i'm gonna go and say no um, cause I don't think they'd be hanging out with us. Yeah. They have cooler <laughs> friends. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> we keep a very tight circle of, uh, income in our friend group. But, uh, yeah, it's like, I mean, I, I guess a lot of people are, uh, obviously a lot of people are happy about it. Uh, it's no, it's no fucking mystery what my stance is on it. I've never been a big fan of the idea. 
although I have, uh, you know, l- loosened up a little bit as I've gotten older mm-hmm. about it. I think a lot of my initial, like, ap- like just, like, gut hatred of the idea was based in, like, this personal vendetta I had against all the stigma or as Dave Mustaine would say, the stigmatism yeah. of, uh, <laughs> of you know, not going to college and being told that I was an idiot and I was making a stupid decision. And, you know, I'm sure on some level you encountered the same thing. Oh, for sure, yeah. And it's like, so like on that level, there was this kind of like vendetta personally that I felt like, oh, now all of a sudden after fucking trashing me and my life choices for the past decade... Now, all of a sudden, everyone wants to come and be like, oh, actually, um, it's not really like like working out. And I was kind of wondering if like maybe like you could help me out. Like, like it's like, oh, you mean the same person who would sit there when we were like in our early 20s and be like, yeah, good luck, dude. You're going to fucking drop out of college. Like, what are you going to pursue music? What are you going to pursue comedy? Like, that stuff. Like, like, get a degree, dude. You're not going to be making like I'm going to be making good money with my degree. Like, I can't like you can't get a good job and like have a good living without it. And then it's like, so they're basically like looking at you and laughing in your fucking face at the idea that they are going to be making more money than you. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years in the future going, oh wait, dude, like the meme I fucking posted on the account, like, oh wait, dude, like turns out I'm actually not making more money than you. Like I thought I was going to. So like, would you mind like bailing me out? And it's like, how about no? How about no? And I, I know that that's not a great argument against it because I consider myself one of the lucky ones to have not fallen in the trap and and I can kind of like rest on that. What I don't appreciate is that, um, look, obviously, especially in current times, uh, everyone is feeling it. Everyone's feeling the financial struggle. Everyone's feeling the inflation. Like it's, it's unavoidable. It's undeniable at this point. It's, it's, it's massively affecting people. And it's like, why I've never understood the idea of taking like, like I was thinking about this today. Um, which group of people would we be, would you be willing to say are struggling more financially? Would you say that the, the group of college graduates or non-college graduates, like which demographic of people is having a harder time in 2022 America? Just generally. Um. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, both sides are struggling. Uh, but I think maybe like new college graduates may be struggling a little bit more just Perhaps. because they're being thrown into now this fucked up economic situation where they thought they were going to have a job right out of college. Now mm-hmm. they're just sitting looking at wanted ads and fucking whatever else. Yeah. Uh, you know, contemplating, like, should I go back to working at Starbucks? I think my old manager is still there. Should I (laughs) go, like, what the, like, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, obviously there are, look, we wouldn't even be having this conversation if there wasn't a large portion of people who have graduated college and are completely hindered by their student debt. But I would still be willing to make the uh, uh, statement that as a general rule, people who don't have college degrees, which includes like a lot of like more, way more people like just your average person living in like, let's say like if you're in the inner city or like some trailer park or in some like bumfuck area, like if you were to like take every person in this country who doesn't have student loan debt, 
but is still struggling heavily financially for one reason or another, I would be willing to venture to say that that demographic of people, which is also a much larger demographic of people, is having a harder time in 2022 America than college graduates. Not saying that certain college graduates aren't also struggling, which is kind of what bugs me about the whole idea of just singling out one group of people and saying, hey, uh, you know, as I said before, and we've talked about before, but like, you know, it bears repeating, like, what, what about your life decision of doing this thing, going to college, taking out basically any amount of money regard and not even thinking twice about it, just like, you know, just completely buying into this and like, just going like, this is the investment I'm making in myself and I'm going to do it. What about that makes you, and if it doesn't work out, why does that make you more eligible for some type of forgiveness or relief than any other person in America who took risks and maybe to start a business or maybe to like, you know, like whatever, buy equipment for like a job or anything like that, anything that it could be. Like there's so many people that have made investments, which is what college is. It's an investment Mm -hmm. that it, it annoys me that we just look at this one thing and go, oh, well, college, that's okay. Well, you fucked up. Here's here's money. And and then the beautiful part is it's like that guy who didn't go to college is also going to help pay for that. And people always say like they always say this thing where it's like, no, dude, like it's going to get paid for by like the rich people and blah, blah, blah. It's like perhaps more. Yes. But the problem is, is like in this day and age, it's the best time to talk about inflation because it's right in front of our face. And more so than taxes, inflation is what fucking gets people like people always used to say and i always hear people say this um like when i watch like my fucking youtube videos and shit they're like (laughs) inflation is a tax and it's just one of those things you would hear people say and be like oh okay uh i guess i don't quite know what you mean by that but okay sure but as you see it in real time you realize that it's like okay i i did some math the other day i was looking at um the inflation rate from because I was actually motivated because I was trying to think of like I was starting to notice my own personal life and I'm making more money than I ever have but I'm in the same financial position I've always been in so I see more money coming in but I don't feel like I'm in any better position to like buy a house or Mm -hmm. do anything like that um and I'm sitting there going like well I'm living the same lifestyle I always have but like, you know, when I was living, when I was working at Seasons, when I was working at Cheesecake Factory or Melting Pot, like I was able to like put a certain amount of money away and have like enough money for like a down payment on a new car. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at it, it's like, you know, and also a lot of that could be because of the money I've spent at the studio and stuff. But still, it's like I'm noticing that like basically all the extra money I'm bringing in is just keeping me treading water. And so I started thinking like, well, let me, I should take a look at my gig prices. So I pulled up like, what have the inflation rates been uh, like, I'm not going to bother looking it up, but like, what have the inflation rates looked like since I started doing music in 2017? And I was looking at it. It's like, usually generally they try to keep inflation to about 2% every year. Now, what people sometimes forget is that's a compounding thing. So it's not like, so if, if inflation is it here one year and then it goes up 2%, now it's at you know, that plus 2%. And then if it goes up another 2%, it's not just the same amount, it's 2% of that amount. So it's a compounding thing. So like I was doing the math and I'm doing the compounding thing like, okay, and I found that like, okay, so if I'm making like a $200 gig now, inflation has gone up 25% since 2017, Mm. roughly. 
25%, which means that $200 now is what $150 was back then. So if I'm noticing that like, oh, now my gigs, instead of doing 150 gigs, I'm doing two and 250, I'm making the same money. Mm -hmm. And that's when it really hit me, which is like when they talk about inflation being a tax, it's like just in the past two years, since 2020, it went up between 2020 and 2021, it went up 4.7%. And then just this year, as we noticed when we fucking went to CVP the other night and on the tab, there was this random 9.1% charge that when Dan sent me the tab to like Venmo and I was like, what's this 9.1%? And it said CPI. And so I looked it up and I was like, hmm. And I Googled it and it was consumer price index. And lo and behold, the inflation rate is 9.1% since last year. So basically what CVP did was... They just put out the check and then they charge an extra 9.1% on for top interest. of everything oh for God. inflation. So so that was what I was noticing. So like between 4.7% last year and 9.1% this 14% increase. That means to put it an example, if you're making if you were making $100,000 in 2020 and the value of money has gone down, the value of your money has gone down 14%. That means that if you're still making that same $100,000 a year in 2022, you have the purchasing power of $86,000, which means unless you've gotten a 14% raise in the past two years, you are making less money. Yeah. And a lot of people don't think about it because they see the same amount of money getting put into their bank account. So it's, it's more of like a covert type of tax because what happens is the government makes these fucking spending plans and they go, okay, we're going to do this. We're not going to raise taxes, but we are going to create $300 billion out of nothing and inject it into the economy that is now going to affect the money that you have. Because any money you have is just a fraction of the entire value of the fucking economy. So like if there's only $200 in the economy and you have two bucks, you have 1% of the purchasing power. If another $200 just gets injected in the economy out of nowhere, now you only have $2 out of $400, your purchasing power has been cut in half. So they could, if, if, if people came out and said, hey, we're gonna pay for this, all this shit we're doing by putting a 14% tax on all the money you make in addition to all the taxes that we already pay. People would have been like, fuck that. You mean if I'm making $100,000 a year, I have to pay taxes on that plus another 14,000 fucking dollars to pay for all this shit? Mm -hmm. They would never go for it. But if they inflate the economy to the point where now they just create the money out of thin air, flood the market with all this money, and now your $100,000 is only worth the equivalent of 86,000 and you go... You don't notice it. I mean, you, you, but it takes way longer to notice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone's already feeling that because of what's gone, gone down in the past couple of years. And it's like, it's just, it's just crazy to me that like, this is the moment that we're going to do something like this. And it's not even that I don't want this. It's not even that I, it's not even like now that I'm 30, I take a more mature tact with this. I no longer resent people that chose to go to college. I no longer resent the people that made fun of me and you and Scott and people who didn't. I don't have that resentment anymore. I'm happy with where I am. I'm sure you guys are happy with you guys. It's not even about that anymore. It's about this idea that now we keep on taking this tact where the accepted truth is that at all costs, we have to make sure that college is accessible because it's it's this highly necessary thing that people need to have access to. And it always amounts to the government coming in and going, okay, well, we're going to give you the money, 
paid for by regular people, whether in the form of higher taxes or inflation, one or the other, pick your poison, it's going to have the same fucking effect. And we're going to come in and in the, in, the, in the goal of making sure that everyone still goes, what happens when, okay, so now, I don't know how this exactly works, but just thought experiment here. Assuming that anyone who has uh, any student loan debt is getting that paid off up to $10,000, does that now apply to future people who go to college next year? Like now when you take out a student loan, is $10,000 of that already covered? Probably not. So and also like, like you're... St- People are still gonna have to apply for this, and like it's not just like an automatic given to everyone. Kind of like the stimulus is. Well, I mean, all they have to do is prove that they don't make one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, and that's kind of the issue. It's like, you know, like like it's not like a stimulus. So only a small portion of the population is getting this fucking this this payment. And and then it doesn't even. And I know this is. I know this is considered like a conservative talking point. And I know it is, but like it does bear. I mean, I just thought about it today. I was like, oh damn! I only. I did go to one year of college, and I did mm-hmm. have student loans that I was paying off. Now I'm pretty sure I paid like those off. I think I might have like two student loan payments left for like fifty dollars. Like I'm pretty sure I'm paid off, which is still insane. The fact that I've been paying fifty dollars a month for like ten years. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't even know what it is. I probably have paid it off. But regardless, it's like even I, who don't even have a degree, am in a position where it's like, well, I had to pay that shit off. And it's like, if we're going to do something like that, would it not be? Is, is, it, is it unfair to not say to a person who did pay off their student loans that like, hey, sorry about your luck, dude. But like, you know, because you actually made proper decisions and you might not even be making 120 like this guy who's making $124,000 a year who has $50,000 in student loan debt still we'll give him the 10,000 bucks you paid off your student loan debt you might be making $45,000 as a teacher you're not getting any fucking help you might not have a house or a good car or any of the things that you would have wanted to do any vacations or anything like that because you budgeted all your money towards paying the student loans Sorry, you fucked up. You should have done what this guy did, mm-hmm. which is fucking not do it. And then boom, it's like, it does strike me as unfair. And I'm not opposed to helping people out. I am opposed to this kind of like moral thing where, because the the, the bigger overarching thing here is this bailout is an admission and should be point base fact proof that college is not what they say it is. Because if college was what they say it is, we wouldn't have this fucking problem. Mm-hmm. So you can't in the same sentence or go... Or just admit that they fucked up by giving the loan companies too much power and giving them too much legroom to literally just boost up their costs. Like, I, I feel like what happened was the loan companies got in touch with the fucking college deans who got in touch with whoever else and were like... People, we're getting new clients every year, basically. We're getting Mm -hmm. new money coming in every year via enrollment, whatever, tuition, classes, dorm rooms, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, we can keep making the same amount of money, but since we're in this, like, closed loop of just money transferring hands Mm willy-nilly, why don't we just keep bumping it up and bumping it up and bumping it up? And I think that was the real problem, where tuition for, like, an in-state college you know, 30 years ago would have been like a thousand dollars a class. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you know, our parents went to college or didn't go to college or whatever. But like 
that's when they would have been like, you know, why don't you go to college? Like, it's, you know, it's an investment in yourself. But now it's more like, oh, you don't want to go to college and basically, you know, be in debt an entire house? (laughs) (laughs) I think that what you're saying is correct, but I would flip, I would flip two things. Because this is the common thread, the common denominator that I've noticed in all these bubbles that we see. And the three big ones for me would be housing, healthcare, and higher education. If you look at what led to the bubble bursting in housing, what preceded that was this idea, this kind of initiative, this government initiative to be like, hey, like, you know, like, housing as a human right like we need to make mortgages more accessible to people like and so what happens is like no bank is going to take out a mortgage uh like a private bank on somebody that they don't think is going to pay back the loan because that's how they make their money they have to get paid back plus interest that's what banks do so no private bank is going to do that it's not in their own Mm self-interest so but the government gets involved and they say, we're going to make this money more accessible to people who might not be able to qualify for private loans. So then they flood the market with these, like, just like, you know, I, I remember this and I've talked about this before. Like my mom is a mortgage underwriter and I remember her when she was getting, when she got laid off back in 07, 08, because the fucking bubble burst and like she was at a job and like she was talk about that. Like, and they talk about it in that movie, the big short, the ninja loans, no, no, uh, income, no job loan. Like I remember her saying that she wasn't even allowed to ask how much people were making. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't even, you weren't even allowed to discriminate based off of like, do you have a job? Like you're taking out this mortgage for $200,000. Do you have a job? Nope. What happens is the government gets involved and it benefits. And the reason why the government gets involved, just like with the colleges. So it's like with the colleges, we have this initiative where higher education, you know, we need to make these loans more accessible, where like no private bank, if you came, like the difference between college when our parents are growing up and college now is because, and it's easy to understand why our generation got so fucked because our parents grew up in a generation where it really did mean something to go to college. Going to college was like when you see a kid who plays like football and he goes to play football in college, like the people that were standouts, the people that were good enough to go to the next level, went to go play basketball or football or go study physics or something like that. And the average person who was just like your regular kid in high school graduated high school and went out into the fucking workforce. So college was for people that were standouts in academics. Mm-hmm. Then it became this initiative where it was like, well, now we're now we have to now. So they have this like reverse thing where they're like, oh, well, these people that are going to college are so much more successful than people who aren't. So maybe if we make everyone go to college, everyone will be successful. It's like, no, the reason why the people that went to college and were successful is because they were already the people that were fucking successful in high school. And then they went to college and became more successful. You can't, it's like the same argument when they say like, um, oh, kids that go to preschool, uh, wind up, you know, having better jobs, less likely to commit crime, you know, less likely to, it's like. Is that because when they were four, they sat and played blocks in a room or could yeah, it possibly had be, celery sticks? Yeah. Or could it possibly maybe be because as a general rule, parents who go through the process of enrolling their kids in preschool might generally be more involved in their kids life and their education. And that would then foster a kid who is generally going to be more successful you know, in general. And I say this as a person who didn't go to preschool. Mm-hmm. So like still holding that grudge. You know, I'm still holding that grudge. Preschool <laughs> forgiveness. Fuck it. 
No, what I'm saying is like, we have this idea where we keep pushing college, 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 college at all costs. And so kids, the, as the government makes money more available to people, because if you went to MNT Bank, a private bank, and said, hey, dude, I got this idea. Check it out. I'm going go to uh, I'm gonna go to a liberal arts school. I'm going to study something completely useless mm-hmm. that has no application in the real world. I can show you no futures, no prospective jobs, nothing. And it's going to be like $50,000 a year. And I, so I'm going to owe you $200,000. I'm probably also going to fuck off and do like an extra semester too, honestly, if I'm being real. So like, I'm going to owe you like $250,000 for this liberal arts education that has absolutely no application in real life. And the bank would go, wait, so how do we get our money back? Like if you go into the bank with a business loan and you go, okay, here's my idea, dude. I'm going to start a laundromat. I have this many machines lined up. I have this piece of real estate locked down. I need this much money to buy this place, get this much equipment. Here's our hours. Here's our plan, blah, 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 blah. Here's what we can promise you in returns. The bank goes, okay, that sounds like a good deal. We got that. That's not, that's what happens when a person who's actually handling their own money, when it's the government's money and they just go, okay, so what'd you say your idea was? Oh, you're going to go to uh, some random school, study some random thing for like a ridiculous amount of money and then like work at a coffee shop when you graduate. Sounds good. Here you go. And then lo and behold, the colleges go, wait a second, dude. We, the government is giving out loans for literally any amount of money. Why aren't we raising the price? Is it a coincidence that tuitions raised like 40% from 1990 to fucking 2010? Like, same thing with fucking housing. The sellers are going, dude, why would we sell the house for this much? The, the government is giving out these fucking Freddie Mac selling whatever the fuck Fannie Mae loans to people. They're not even asking if they have fucking jobs. They're not doing anything. They'll give a mortgage out for any amount of money. Fuck it. The house, we were going to sell for three. It's 400000 now. Same thing with college. Same thing with healthcare. What the fuck happens when you can't even... The idea of going into a doctor's office and and paying out of pocket doesn't even exist in American society now. No. Like everything gets raised up because everything's covered by insurance, which is which is uh what the fuck uh subsidized by the fucking government. The government goes, Oh, nine hundred dollars for a fucking the hammer on the knee thing? Sounds good to me. Here you go. And the hospitals go, I don't know, why don't we charge like a thousand dollars? I don't know. Why don't we keep fucking charging more? So it's these people that are in these private industries that lobby. Like if you're in these the, the, the higher education industry and you lobby and you go in with this like supposedly good intention, like, okay, look, we as the university of who gives a fuck really believe that we need to make higher education accessible to all young kids because we believe that that is the best foot forward to raise blah, 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 and all the buzzwords, people of color, underprivileged, blah, 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 blah. And then they do that and the government goes, yeah, I think a yeah, good idea. Also, some campaign donations don't help. How about we make this program where like the government provides student loans to people and then lo and behold, okay, guys, we got them. Imagine if I'm a fucking musician. I'm a, imagine that. Imagine if I'm a musician and I managed to convince uh, the government that booking Jimmy Seleski at your event is like a human right. Like, like people deserve to see me play at any given local bar. So I think that if a bar can't afford my rate, that the that you guys should have like some type of program that like helps underprivileged, underfunded bars be able to afford my band. And then they go, yeah, I think you're right, dude. I think I think that yeah, 
like yeah hearing you play is a human right like yeah we'll make this fucking we'll make this program like because we're doing a good thing and like you know also maybe i help donate to some politicians be like hey dude i'll contribute this much if you can get this bill passed to make this a thing and then lo and behold then i walk to a bar knowing that they can get any amount in a loan provided to them to be like to book me i'd be like well why would i still charge my old rate you can get a loan for any amount of money. So it's like, it's these private companies that are working their way into the fucking government, manipulating the government, and the government is just a bunch of fucking talking heads, fucking idiots, that, that are also, their entire fucking job is just to keep their job. So, okay, I need to fucking win my next election, so whose fucking hand do I have to shake? Who people do I have to please to get keep getting my campaign donations, blah, blah, blah? Okay, this guy wants this pass. This guy wants a fucking housing program pass. Oh, this guy wants this college for everyone law pass. Sure, fine, whatever. Hey, nice to meet you. Vote for me. And then boom, all of a sudden now you have this situation where all these kids are get the colleges raise the prices. The kids are fucking duped by an entire generation by thinking that like that's the only way they could be successful so they'll take a loan out for any amount of money the fucking government has no way that the the government i don't either they're too stupid or they they're in on it i don't even fucking know but regardless of the matter it winds up being that now an entire generation of kids is bogged down by student debt with no actual prospects or any means of paying it back and then you go okay so now they're going okay our bad here's ten thousand dollars yeah our bad, here's $10,000, and also, let's not even revisit the original idea, which is that college is necessary. Let's continue down this same path. In fact, let's push harder into making more money available for colleges so that the colleges can go, oh, wait, now they're paying like $20,000? So Fuck it, dude, let's raise the price more. And then you wind up in a bigger fuck It's like, so it's not even about the forgiveness thing at this point. Like, it's just, it's just like, we need to actually step back and go, dude. This yeah, whole situation what are the actual is actual problems at the root. Like, like, let's not keep trying to like trim the fucking branches off. Yeah, it's already too far gone at that point. Yeah, man. So honestly, if I'm being real, I'm not even convinced that this is going to go through. I honestly do think this is a political move because I, from anything that I understand about government, I don't think that this is something that the president has like the power to do like like when it talks about like allocating funds and stuff and i know that like you know obviously like what does that fucking mean these days you know trump did a lot of shit that he didn't have the power like it doesn't mean anything and it's like it's like more so of just the idea of like i don't think that the 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 president whoever it may be has the power to just unilaterally be like oh yeah 300 something billion dollars towards this like that's what we have a congress for and so it seems to me that it's like, okay, so we complete, what is the point of a Congress then? Like, they're the ones that are supposed to be creating the laws. They're the ones that are supposed to be doing this, that, the other thing. So it's like, when you completely bypass that and just say, fuck it, 330, that's what they're saying it's going to cost, like 330, 300 something billion dollars. And it's like, it probably will get shot down in the Supreme Court, but, which is what makes me think this is more of a political move, just going into the midterms for people to be like, we tried. We didn't actually do anything and we knew it was going to fail. We knew this wasn't going to get passed, but like we didn't want to send you guys out to the polls thinking that we didn't try. So like, let's just fucking make a big to do about this. Be like, here's our plan. Nobody agrees with it in Congress, but we don't fucking care. It's going to happen. And then like the midterms happen. I was happy. And then six months later, Supreme Court goes, actually, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. And you go, oh, <laughs> okay. Whatever. Sorry, students. 
Hey, and congrats, loan companies, for that free, free cash. Mm. Nobody the is loving this. At the end of the day. Yep. Nobody's loving this plan more than colleges and banks. They love it. You think you love it. But uh, next year, when your rent continues to go up and food goes up and everything else fucking goes up, uh, you might not love it so much. I know I won't because I don't benefit from this at all. Whatever. But that's life. That's life. That's all I can say. I go to college that I couldn't pay. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, yeah, that's about it from us, though. I think. Yeah, man, what a what a cast, dude. I feel like we went a long time on this. Yeah, pretty long. This is exceptional, except two hours. I like that. I think uh, only thing I got coming up this week, uh, Friday the second, I will be at the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra for the Baltimore Comedy Festival, which is happening uh, this next weekend. It's going to be so going huge. on from September. Psych. I think August 31st to September 4th or 5th. So keep an eye out for events, BaltimoreComedyFest.com or at Baltimore Comedy Festival on all the social media shit, um, at Eric Glazer on everything. I absolutely love that it's at the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, dude. Mm -hmm. I think that's phenomenal. I don't think actually in the orchestra hall. Oh, I was looking forward to the acoustic jokes. (laughs) That would be fun. (laughs) Um, yeah, dude, Baltimore Comedy Festival, that's always a blast. Uh, other than that, guys, gigs, we're back at it. It's Labor Day weekend, as you know, uh, every Tuesday at Perennial, except for next Tuesday. But this Tuesday, August 30th, I will be there 5 to 8.30. I'm taking a little vacation, family vacation next week, so I won't be there next Tuesday, the 6th, or the 13th, sorry. I will be. Forget everything I just told you. I will be at Perennial this Tuesday, August 30th. I'll also be there September 6th, not September 13th. Beware of Tuesday the 13th, because I won't be a perennial. That's fucking bad luck. Other than that, uh, playing a new place uh, this coming Thursday. Never been there before. I think I played a gig down in Gaithersburg, and I gave somebody my card, and it wound up coming back to me. So I'll be at Walker's Tap and Table and I believe, Crofton? So maybe that's Howard County or Frederick County. or It's out... I-70. Might, I might be playing the fucking Asian market. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. So I'll wear a fucking air conditioner. Uh, that's Walker's Tap and Table in Crofton, Maryland, 6 to 9, Thursday, September 1st. I'll be at the Valley Inn for my first Fridays of the month residency this Friday, September 2nd, 5 to 8 at the Valley Inn. Nacho Mamas for my first Saturday residency. Nacho Mamas in Towson, 4 to 7 on Saturday, September 3rd. And Labor Day Sunday, Labor Day Eve, I'll be at the horse you came in on with the band. That's right. I said it with the band, the whole band. Ten to close this Labor Day evening. It's a three-day weekend. I know Sunday night sounds scary. No, 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 no. Nobody's working tomorrow. Nobody's working tomorrow. September 4th, Sunday, 10 to 1.30, sophomore. We also got a new single coming out. It's called In Motion. I'm um, getting the final mix, I think, sometime this week. Going to get it mastered. Got to think of some stupid album art. And then we'll put it out. Uh, so at MD on Instagram. Check us out on Spotify, all that shit. At Jimmy Selesky on everything. At LFTS Podcast across the board. Until next week, folks. Peace.